Hey everybody, it's the Sif Podcast. Save it for the football podcast. We are covering week four. We're rewinding to week three and giving out a random fact about smartphones. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the SIFT Podcast, the SIFT Football po- Podcast, save it for the football podcast. This one for week four <laughs> of the NFL. Um, this week, we're going to review that cowboy meme that uh, the mayor brought up last week. We're going to rewind. Uh, we're going to talk about the Thursday night football game last night and all of the games, including the London game, give out some croutons, sink or swim. Uh, some fantasy, daily fantasy stuff, and then a random fact. But before I do anything else, I'm going to welcome in the mayor who has a new phone, as I'm uh, as I'm aware of now. And our random fact happens to be about smartphones. So, what's the what's the uh, what are the odds of that? Uh, probably fifty uh, fifty. If the um, even though we leave it for the football podcast. So interesting side note. So. Um, I'm going to probably give away a little bit of my age and less understanding of a technology as I get older, how many people feel. Um, about 20 years ago, when I purchased this new phone, when you'd go into a cell phone shop, there would mm-hmm. be a box with about 30 different wires hanging, and those mm-hmm. were all the different ways to transfer devices into your new phone. Sure. And I thought, I was like, what a pain in the butt this is going to be. Fast forward to 10 years ago, five years ago, I get a new phone and it's all done through Bluetooth. And now mm-hmm. it's all done through simple because my phone is, my old phone is inoperable um, by logging into Google who tracks everything. Yeah. Uh, they have everything I ever wanted or anything I've ever done. And it was about a 30 minute process of me pushing one button. Uh, not quite there yet. But I, I think I figured out a glitch in the podcast. Uh, Sifters, I'm sorry I went on such a tandem there. Uh, it's been a great week. Last weekend in football, there were some great games. Pretty excited to talk about a few of them. And this upcoming week, uh, there's a couple teams that are still undefeated. And I'll throw it back to you. All right. And I actually picked the random fact before I knew that you were having uh, some phone issues. So that's why I was saying what, what are the odds of that. Uh, all right, here's my random fact. Um, a smartphone uh, has the ability to store about 250 gigabytes of memory. So, you know, that could be videos or photos or just your data. Like you said, Google tracks everything. So stuff gets stored on your phone. Uh, but also, you know, you get you got lots of other stuff going on. So 250 gigabytes for a phone. The human brain has the capacity to store 2.5 trillion gigabytes. Now, uh, that that's, is, not, that's not everybody, but. So that is pretty fascinating. Uh, the things that are hidden deep, deep within your brain that come out of nowhere sometimes. Uh, remembering phone numbers or significant things uh even from 20 30 40 years ago uh it it seems quite amazing 
Uh, and I, I think we only use about 12% of our brain. So that means we're running about 250 gigs as well. Yeah, uh, we don't use all of those, but the, the capacity for storage uh, in our brains is actually quite amazing. All right. Um, I was going to say earlier, I mentioned it. You talked about that cowboy meme last week. Um, what do you think the stage of cowboy fans is uh, in this week? I think it's this is our year. Um, I think they're still, still after that think, Arizona game. Yeah, you know, I mean, this they're they're going to be, you know, they're they're going to be delusional to begin with. Uh, we haven't their season's not over, so I mean, that's like the um, the crescendo or the plateau of the um, of the meme. So yeah. I mean, obviously, they are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs or knocked out of the playoffs in the divisional round once again sure. by the Forty ers But yeah. Uh, so we are still. This is our year. We them boys. Um, but the Cardinals uh, proved once again that there is no college team on earth that will ever be able to beat an NFL team. And you can't take anything for granted in the NFL. Uh, I did want to say this, so we can talk about some games from last week if you have some thoughts, but I don't think this is going to happen because there's no no uh, chatter about this uh, in social media or, or any media or NFL or anything. But what do you – so the Vikings are 0-3. The Jets are 1-2. Kirk Cousins has been playing well. What's wrong with Kirk Cousins going to the Jets and the Jets just giving uh, some draft picks? You know, uh, well, yeah, Kirk Cousins is going to be a rental, whoever he goes to this season. Uh, I do see your point. Um, The Jets are going to have to – clearly that Zach Wilson is not the the guy that's going to help bridge the gap back to Aaron Rodgers if that's even still the plan. So, yeah, I mean, that makes logical sense. Uh, it looks like Detroit's going to run away with this division. They're already 3-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Minnesota's only two games back, but that's, you know, that's not saying a lot, or three games back, I'm sorry. So, I mean, it, I, I think it's going to be a runaway. But, yeah, Minnesota may start selling off for parts and, you know, preparing for next season, you know, 0-4. I think uh, we can probably say that any team that's 0-4 is going to make the playoffs. With that 17th game, 0 and 3 is still very possible at this uh, at this point. But 0 and 4 is going to be is going to be the end of the road for a lot of these teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, they just need they need a quarterback that can like not lose them the game and maybe make a couple throws to win them the game. But I'm I'm hearing nothing about Kirk Cousins. It may be just a contract thing, or maybe Minnesota's just not ready to make that move. Uh, maybe the Jets are looking at somebody else. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Kirk Cousins to the Jets, but it makes the most sense to me. I think this the season's over for Minnesota, and I think the Jets have a chance if they get Kirk Cousins. But they're looking at other people who I don't think are going to be the answer there. Anyway... Thursday night football. You just mentioned Detroit's now three and one. They beat Green Bay last night, thirty-four to twenty. It was actually not as close of a game as that even sounds because Detroit went up big and Green Bay came back a little bit. But uh, Green Bay was favored by two, and Detroit ended up, uh, or sorry, Detroit was favored by two in Green Bay, and they were able to cover that game. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that game or anything from last week? 
not really too many thoughts from last night's game. It it seemed like, you know, uh, Green Bay is clearly a different team. Uh, and I've been saying this Detroit team is going to be a lot better than I think they were. So, I mean, not, no surprises for me. Uh, I, I think we should probably highlight a little bit about the uh, Miami-Denver uh, game uh, that was yeah. almost one for the record books. And I, I think the most fascinating thing about it was uh, just listening to Mike McDaniels just do any any sort of interviews, post-game, pre-game. Uh, he's got a unique way of explaining things, but I, you know, you can hear him thinking out loud, but also explaining it with, uh, with such a an, an excellent way of explaining things the way I'm kind of doing right now. Yeah, um, some several clips have been uh, floating online. I don't know if you saw the uh, the clip of him when he was a Denver ball boy. Um, I have. Yeah, you saw that. Um, and then him going into the stands to let the let the fans pick a pick a play uh, late late in that game. They had the chance to get the record or at least tie the record, something like that, of uh, most points all time in the NFL ever, but uh, decided to take a knee instead. Do you think that was the right move there? So what I last week someone kicked a field goal. Who was it that to go down by seven instead of it, down by ten? It was the Raiders. The Raiders. Okay, so with that, with that theory, I understood why they made the kick because it's three more points towards the season total. Yeah. Um, watching that Miami game, you could tell that they they weren't necessarily trying after they got to like forty two points. Uh, you know, the players stopped celebrating in the end zone. That they, they really. They they were pretty gracious about it up until then, but when the when it started getting laying on thick, the players were enjoying it. It's almost like the coaches said, "Hey, listen, let's um, let's be respectful." Yeah. Uh, but three more points, you know, with the Buffalo Bills in that division, you know, three more points. I don't want to say is going to make a difference, but it very well could. And at that point, why wouldn't you try to go for the record? I don't think anyone in Denver or anyone ever would have blamed them for it. Uh, but I guess hats off respect to him for doing that to begin with, because he said, you know, um, as far as I'm concerned, we, we were the only team to score 70 points in the past 50 years. So that's, yeah, that's good enough for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's, it doesn't, I mean, in the Super Bowl era, that is, uh, that's a, that's enough. Um, but to, to your point, they already, they were already kind of, uh, I mean, Mike White came in and they, he threw a couple of touchdowns. He actually was uh, better than a lot of quarterbacks statistically this week, even though he only came in for like a quarter and uh, threw a couple of touchdowns. So um, they were. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. I watched a couple of these plays with um, the four touchdown performance from Raheem Moster and Devon Chan. And Mm -hmm. two of their two of their touchdowns each were the exact same play that they had scored a touchdown on the Broncos just had the complete inability to stop uh, anything Miami was throwing at him. All right. And we, we've talked a lot about this game, but like, like I brought up last week, like when does the move is, is Russell Wilson benched? Is he, does he sit down because of quote unquote injury or does, I mean, I know that he can't play defense, but uh, they did still put, only put up 20 points and that's not going to be enough to win most games. So, uh, at what point do they just say, like, uh, let's move on? You know, 14 of those points were 
I, I don't want to say garbage time stats because they started in the second quarter, but you know, you could tell the defense was not adding the pressure they could have been. Yeah. Uh, it's just the Denver Broncos were performing that poorly on offense as well. So, I mean, the, the plug is pulled on Denver season. Oh, and three, you know, they're probably not coming back from that either. Just like Minnesota, uh, just like Chicago. And there's one other Oh, and three team. Uh, I forget who it is at the moment, but either way, it's, um, bad, bad news for Denver. I don't know if they want to expose the rookie to 14 weeks of not being able to protect him and block him and hit him. But I, I think they're going to start, um, they're going to figure out a situation to plug them in and kind of run with them from there. Uh, maybe surrounding their bye week, like uh, a lot of teams seem to do. Uh, but it is definitely going to be interesting to see, even if it's a second half of the game, even this coming weekend, you know, maybe he'll come in and get some playing time. All right, let's talk about this week. So week four starts with the London game, 930 Eastern Standard Time. Atlanta at Jacksonville. This game is also going to be played out on uh, Toy Story. I, I don't, I mean, that will be interesting, but um, I don't even think my kids will be that excited about it. Maybe it's like um, some kind of nostalgia thing for, you know, a certain group. But uh, anyway, the game will be played in London and Jacksonville is favored by three. The over-under is 43 and a half. And what do you think about Atlanta at Jacksonville? I do love uh, 12 hours of straight football on an NFL Sunday. Uh, yeah. Jacksonville, Atlanta is going to be, you know, they're both traveling. Uh, these overseas games sometimes tend to be a little sloppy like Thursday night footballs. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Jacksonville is going to win this game. Uh, they're technically the home team. I think they're playing in London, are they not? They are. They're playing two two weeks in a row in London. Oh, the Jaguars are? Yep. Oh, wow. Good for them. Okay. So, yeah, they're they're home away from home. Uh, the Jaguars have a lot of fans over there. Uh, anything anything in London, you're going to see all sorts of people in the stands rooting their team tomorrow. But I think Jacksonville will win. I think it'll be another ugly loss for Atlanta. All right. So the 1 p.m. games start with uh, probably the game of the week, Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo favored at home by two and a half. The over-under is 53 and a half. Probably – only because they don't want to make it 63 and a half. Um, but there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Are, are, am I wrong about that? Uh, no, you're not wrong about that. There are going to be a lot of points in this game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, I think what was the NFL record with the Rams and the Chiefs a few years ago? It was 101 points. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to call like um, the power move of the week or whatever we want to call it, but I think we're going to be in the the upper 60s or 70s for sure. Yeah, that's why I said like they they could make this 60 and I think people would still bet it uh but it's at 53 and a half at least the last time I saw it. Some of these lines might be a little bit different just cuz I do them earlier in the week and they tend to shift a little bit. So if there's anything that you see again uh as I always say just correct me on that. So Miami at Buffalo might be the game of the week. Minnesota at Carolina I think Carolina is the other 0-3 team that you were they searching are. for. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think Andy Dalton is scheduled to start this game. He actually looked pretty good in uh, relief. But uh, this is, like, not a real watchable game. Both of these teams are going nowhere this season. But Minnesota is favored on the road, minus 3.5 in Carolina. 
for F over under is 46. You got any thoughts on this game? Yeah, Minnesota is probably the most underachieving 0-3 team. Um, unfortunately, you know, like you said, like we talked about a little bit, Kirk Cousins is, you know, maybe on the move, maybe not. Um, probably going to be a pretty boring game to watch. I, I think anyone outside of Minnesota, Carolina, probably won't be watching a lot of this. Uh, I'm sure it'll pop up on the Reds doing from here or there. Uh, but they are one of two of the 0 and 3 teams, I guess. So we're going to have finally have a victory this weekend, or maybe it's a possible tie. So neither team will still have a win, but someone has got to win this football game. So Minnesota, I think 11 and 0 in one uh, scored games last last season and this season 0 and 3. So that's just how it goes. Denver is at Chicago in another game that nobody will be watching except for in Denver and Chicago, possibly. Uh, but the, the Broncos are favored on the road in Chicago by three and the over under is 46, which seems like a lot of points granted giving the, these two offenses score about 20 points if they're lucky. So, um, I don't know what that, what's going on there, but I guess both of the defenses are kind of suspect also. Neither of these teams are going anywhere. They're very bad. Uh, but do you have any thoughts on Denver at Chicago? So wait, both of these teams are, haven't won a game yet either. Right. Wow. See, so I did not catch that, that the four teams that have not won a game are playing each other this weekend. Yeah. That's um, interesting. There are three, three and O teams and they all still have a chance to be three and O after this weekend. Anyways, um, you you know, I don't know what game is going to be worse or harder to watch between the two, but other than maybe, like I said, coming across the red zone network for a, uh, you know, red zone pick or red zone fumble by, you know, the one other than Russell Wilson or um, Justin Fields. Uh, we're not going to see too much action. Um, I I say they tie. <laughs> uh, you got a score, a predictive score here. I'm going to say 14, 13 to 13 with two missed extra points. <laughs> All right, um, and then Baltimore at Cleveland, another candidate, I guess, for game of the week, although certainly not as exciting as Miami and Buffalo, but uh, Cleveland's defense has just been smothering offenses, um, and I don't see it going any differently this week. I have Baltimore as my Super Bowl team from the AFC. That's not looking as good as it was maybe a week ago, but um, uh, Cleveland is favored at home. Two and a half, and uh, the over-under is 41 and a half. This is supposed to be a slugfest, very low-scoring game, probably 21 to 20 or 21-17, something like that. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Baltimore at Cleveland? Yeah, it's going to be a pretty big defensive battle. Normally, this Baltimore-Pittsburgh game is right up that alley. Uh, yeah. The Browns, I, you know, I haven't given them enough credit on how good their defense is so far this season. Uh, they perform really well. Uh, Baltimore does not have uh, Odell Beckham or uh, Raheem um, or Rashid Bateman uh, on the wide receiver position. Uh, Nelson Algalor is going to be stepping in in a bigger role. Uh, so I think this is going to be a little bit tougher on Lamar Jackson. That passing game is going to kind of go away. Uh, he's going to rely on the run, and that's kind of where Cleveland is pretty damn good so far. Uh, going to be a great game, I think, to watch for, you know, if you like old school football. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see who wins. I think it's, what, a, a one-point favorite, you said? Well, when I looked at it, it was uh, two and a half. Cleveland was favored at home. Yeah, it might have been down to one, but I, I'm not, I don't have no croutons on that game. I think I yeah. 
when I cruised by it, that's what I thought I saw. So they're expecting a pretty much a pick em game at this point. Yeah, I can believe that. I mean, that's a pick em game right there. All right, Pittsburgh is at Houston. Pittsburgh is favored on the road. This is a frisky Houston team, though, uh, so I'd watch out for this. Houston is uh, plus three at home. The over-under is 41. I don't see a lot of scoring from Pittsburgh. I think Houston, C.J. Stroud looks good, and he looks uh, like he could be maybe the smartest pick of the draft. Uh, you have any thoughts on Pittsburgh at Houston? Yeah, um, good for C.J. Stroud. Good start out there in Houston. Uh, Pittsburgh, I don't think is who I thought they were this season. <coughs> Excuse me. Houston is going to um, take this three and a half, and I think they're going to wear it, and I think they are going to be – I don't think they're playoff contenders due to the division they're in, uh, but I think they're going to be a team that is going to be no longer a pushover, and they won't be an automatic pick for sink or swim for me either. Yeah. Um... <coughs> Yeah, made the mistake of uh, of backing Jacksonville. Um, anyway, the Rams at Indianapolis. The LA Rams uh, plus one. Indianapolis is favored at home by one. Uh, last time I saw it, the 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 over under is forty five. Uh, last I saw it, Anthony Richardson is still in concussion protocol, so he did practice. I think today or yesterday, um, but they're still trying to figure out if he's going to be able to start this week. Um, Gardner Minshew managed to lead the Colts to a surprising win over the Ravens last week. So I don't know that he's a huge downgrade. Obviously, Anthony Richardson, a lot more talented player, but um, we have any thoughts on the Rams at the Colts? Uh, I think last I did see that Richardson has been cleared to play. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that means he's going to, but I, I think he's clear of concussion protocol. Uh, Gardner Minshew just, you know, he's good. He's he's just like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the terms of, you know, he's yeah. going to get one or two wins a year when he steps in for whoever he plays for. Uh, you know, unfortunately for Indy, they're you know they're in an uphill battle. Uh, I don't think uh, they're going to even win this football game. I think the Rams are still better than advertised. Uh, they had a rough game against San Francisco last week, but San Francisco, without me being a fan, we can all admit that is at the top, top or echelon of the league like, right now. So that's just a small sample size. So I think the Rams are going to go into Indy and get this win. I think at the slightest, like I was talking about last week, at the slightest hit that Richardson may take, they're going to take him out of the game, out of abundance of safety. And it's going to be back on Gardner Minshew, but this time the Rams will get it done. All right. Tampa Bay is at New Orleans. Uh, the Saints favored by three at home. This is a very another very low line this week. 40 and a half points is the over-under. Um, granted, the Saints have not been scoring very many points. They have a good defense. And Tampa Bay has their problems in New Orleans historically. So, I could definitely see this being a very close game. Um, I wouldn't touch it uh, either side, but uh, what do you think about Tampa Bay at New Orleans? So the problem for New Orleans is Jameis Winston is starting. Is he? So now, is, he is. So Derek Carr just... Derek Carr has been ruled out, and oh Jameis Winston is starting. Yikes. So that might change your outlook a little bit because it sure changes mine. 
Yeah. Um, when we talk about the historically bad in New Orleans, uh, one Jameis Winston has been at the helm for Tampa. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big advocate of Tampa being a great team this year. Anyone that wants to at me at Twitter on 49 Gators, come at me. I'll provide you plenty of evidence how the Buccaneers aren't a great football team. But they, the best thing they've done for the organization recently was get rid of Jameis Winston. Uh, he is not a functional NFL quarterback. And until he proves otherwise, that's what I'm going to say about him. Uh, you can at me, too, if you need to, Jameis. Uh, either way, um, I'm going to pick Buccaneers in the win just because Jameis Winston is going to throw interceptions to the wrong team once again. All right. So he's a big fan of this podcast, by the way, James Winston. All right. Washington is at Philadelphia. Uh, Philly's favored by seven at home. The over-under is 44 and a half. Uh, I, you know, we're going to get into this with croutons. I picked Washington last week against Buffalo. I'm, I'm not making that mistake again. Uh, Philadelphia looks like they're right back on track. They're maybe not quite as good as they were for the first 10, 12 weeks last year, but they're pretty close, and uh, this Washington team, especially their quarterback, some have some issues. So um, I would say uh, Philly uh, yeah, probably gets this game pretty easy. Yeah, it's um, it. I might be avoiding the game in croutons. It's a pretty big point spread. Um, just a quick humble brag for me, the four teams that I have picked to appear in the championship weekend are – either undefeated or three or two and one at the moment, uh, all four of them. So hats off to me. Uh, one of the teams is three and one, the Detroit Lions. Uh, but Philadelphia does look just as good as they did last year. Uh, they've, you know, they're still figuring out on defense a little bit. I think they're going to be able to put it together the further gets along. This team's only going to get better like good, great teams do uh, through week 15, 16, 17. Uh, they're definitely going to be on a playoff run. Uh, so hats off to them, and I think they are going to handle Washington easily. Yeah, my biggest concern with Washington when I watched it was how bad their quarterback play was in Buffalo. Um, maybe they turn it around, but I kind of doubt it. I think this Philadelphia team can get at the quarterback, and he's going to be just as bad as he was last week. Last 1 p.m. game, I, I didn't see a line on this. I think it's because there's some injury concerns. Maybe there is a line on it now, and you can correct me if you saw something. But Cincinnati at Tennessee, it was there were no odds on this game, so um, I don't know really how much to say about this. Um, I don't, I don't think I would touch either side of this. There's nothing that I could like pin down uh, with either of these teams. So, do you have any thoughts on Cincinnati at Tennessee? I think Tennessee is favored by one, or it became a pick'em, but I'm not sure on that either way. Uh, both of these teams have had a surprising start to me. I thought they were both going to start out the gate better than they did. Um, I think both both teams still have the talent on the teams to make the playoffs and make a good playoff run and make and make a deep run in the playoffs. So I'm not going to count either team out. I would probably avoid it in um, croutons if I were you, Sifters. Uh, but I, I'm gonna. I guess I'll take uh, Tennessee at the home team. Yeah, tough one there. 4 p.m. games. Las Vegas is at the Chargers. The Chargers are favored by five and a half. You were very bold in taking a, uh, a Chargers bet last week, but you, it paid off for you. 
Um, I don't know. This is Vegas zone, meaning it, five and a half doesn't make any sense. Uh, so Vegas doesn't really know what to do with this game either, but it does make sense that the Chargers will be favored. There are going to be a lot of Las Vegas fans there, though, in SoFi. The over-under is 48. Uh, I can't trust the Chargers, but I would not also uh, like to bet any croutons on the Las Vegas Raiders. So throwing my hands up on this one. You got any thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you know, Los Angeles, you know, them Raider fans have been there forever. Uh, yeah. For some of you uh, sifters that don't know, the Raiders at one time resided in Los Angeles. Uh, that was back in the days of Easy e I believe. Um, yeah. They might have been in Oakland by then. But either way, uh, you know, I'm not saying they're the best fans in the world, the Los Angeles Raiders, but they certainly are a tough group bump, a bunch. Uh, you definitely want them on your side and – Make sure you don't uh, start any stuff in the stands. Uh, but no also, stands, please. There's that. There's that guy on Twitter that that's a, a what is he in in England? He's a big or Australia. He's a big fan of uh, the Raiders. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, he, I hopefully he still listens. Um, either way, you know, shout out to him again. Uh, good luck to them. Uh, five and a half is a lot for a team only traveling sixty miles. Uh, you know, they are uh, division rivals. And a Los Angeles team that can score a bunch of points but can't win football games. Uh, you know, the evidence is starting to become overwhelming with them. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to avoid this game as well. But I would probably still say that the Chargers are probably going to win the game. Yeah, but uh, anything over three would, uh, would, would scare me away. Two and a half seems like a better number. All right. Uh, New England is at Dallas. Uh, Dallas is favored by a touchdown, seven points. And... The over-under is 43-and-a-half. Uh, New England doesn't seem to be able to score much. Dallas had a bad defensive game last week against Arizona. I think they right the ship a little bit, though, uh, and they keep this New England team from scoring very much because I feel like if this New England offense is so bad that if you took the defense off the field, they might only score 17 points. Um, but anyway, uh, do you have any thoughts on New England at Dallas? You know, this is going to be a great game. I think it might be one of the best games to watch this week. Um, you know, Bill Belichick always, you know, he he took a Miami offense that scored 70 on the Broncos and only gave up about 25 or 30 or whatever it was. Uh, so he kept that de- offense in check. Uh, he does it by playing defense that he always plays and, you know, isolates and takes away your best option. Uh, so C.D. Lamb is probably going to be out of the game, not going to be much of a contention. Going to put the game in Dak's hands. He's going to try to take away that run game. Dak doesn't make great decisions, it seems, when it matters most. Uh, so he's going to keep that pressure on them. Whether, But that Dallas defense is really good as well. So, I mean, Belichick is going to have to keep these Cowboys from scoring 20 in order to have a chance to win the game. But I think that uh, Dallas defense isn't going to let New England score 20 either. So I think Dallas will win. But not by yeah. much. I agree with your yeah. I mean, it's like twenty one seventeen, uh, something like that. All right, Arizona is at your San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers, the line that I saw, they were favored by fourteen, and Arizona coming off of a pretty impressive win against Dallas. Um, I don't know if that line has moved at all. The over-under was 43 and a half. This kind of like sounds like a blowout, like a 35-10 kind of game. Uh, but uh, 
I don't know. Like that doesn't sound like like Arizona's frisky enough to put up twenty at least. So, your thoughts on San Francisco and and Arizona? Well, I won't. I try to avoid betting on teams that I favor because I feel like I don't have a biased opinion about them. Yeah. And I also try to avoid lines that are huge point spreads. Right. But I want to offer all of our sifters out there a different, um, a different point of view on this one right now. Okay. So the, um, the money line right now is minus nine fifty for San Francisco and plus six fifty for Arizona. Mm-hmm. So just to put that in perspective, if you were to bet a hundred dollars, you would win. I'm sorry. If you were to bet $1,000, you would win $1,100 on San Francisco. Yeah. If you were to bet $1,000 on Arizona, you would win 7,500. Right. So here's what I'm telling you sifters. Let's put our money together. Let's get up to about, I don't know, whatever the biggest bet the house will take, whether it be a million, two million, three million. And we can roll with three hundred grand, and then split that amongst ourselves. We still have quite the um, quite the bet. <laughs> All right. I mean, I know, I see what you're doing there, but uh, I, I'm not sure anybody has that kind of croutons uh, at their disposal. To, would you be willing to bet three million dollars to win three hundred thousand? No. What if it was a business move? Well, I mean, if I had a hundred million dollars, I might might make that decision, but uh, no. Okay, interesting. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into Sunday Night Football. Kansas City is at the New York Jets. Obviously, the NBC was hoping this would be Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, but it is not going to be that. It's not even going to be Kirk Cousins versus Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be Zach Wilson versus Patrick Mahomes. So um, we got Kansas City favored in New Jersey by 9.5. The over-under is 42.5, so they're not expecting a lot of points, specifically not expecting a lot of points from the Jets. So uh, do you have any thoughts on KC at New York Giants? Or Jets, sorry. I thought I heard so. I know flex scheduling doesn't start until week eight, and I thought I heard there was going to be some kind of flex scheduling now for Thursday night football or Monday night football. Uh, you know, they're trying to predict who who's going to be great to watch in the time be in the time frame, and maybe we should just start putting football games together that make more sense. Because I mean, maybe flex scheduling needs to start in week three, and yeah. you know, I mean, these are all about ratings. Let's not kid ourselves. It's all about the almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let, if you're going to force me to watch football on a Sunday night, which I'm going to anyways, put the most entertaining product you can on the field. Uh, you know, we could have moved Miami and Buffalo up to, you know, eight o'clock at night uh, mm-hmm. with notice. And, you know, the team just have to deal with it. Uh, logistically, you know, if you're buying a ticket and you can't, you can get your money back. Some Someone will buy your seat. So, I mean, you know, maybe the NFL just needs to strong arm everybody in this manner and just say, Hey, this is the way it's going to be. Yeah, definitely. If, if we were in a flex situation, Miami Buffalo would be that Sunday night football game. Um, at the very least they could move new England at Dallas, uh, from 4 PM to eight 30 or whatever. But, uh, we have what we have. So, we have Kansas City at the Jets, uh, minus nine and a half, and um, probably not a very good football game. Monday night football, 
Seattle at the New York Giants. The last I saw this, um, it was minus one and a half, but I don't know if that's moved at all. And the over under was 46 and a half. I feel like this is a pick em game. Uh, it's in it's in New Jersey. The Giants are playing right after the Jets, one day after the Jets again. Um, I, I kind of like Seattle. I think they're the better team here, but I, I'm not betting one way or the other. Yeah, you know, I asked earlier in the season how often this happens, and it's the second time this season, so I'm guessing it's probably happened a bunch. Um, but again, let's stop having any team from New Jersey on primetime football, or maybe better yet, maybe have them play each other every Thursday from here on out yeah. until one of them can win four games in a row, and then they can join the rest of the league again. Uh, you know, I'm again, it's Monday Night Football. Of course, I'm going to be watching. Not going to be the best game, but, uh, you know, good for the people of New Jersey and the surrounding states that may support the New Jersey football team. And everyone in the Pacific Northwest, I hope you guys lose. Well, sure, and and they get to they get to watch it at five fifteen, <laughs> basically the afternoon. Um, all right, uh, let's take a break, um, and then we will come back and talk croutons and uh, daily fantasy sink or swim and uh, whatever else we got going on right after this. All right, croutons. Um, we both picked three games last week, and uh, I have three games again this week. Last week, um, another successful week, I would say. Um, uh, the pick that I did not get right, um, I picked Washington to cover against Buffalo. That was incorrect. Uh, Buffalo just stomped all over the commanders. So, the other two were successful games for me, so I went two and one, and um, I am still I'm seven and two for the season. So this is a, a very very strong start for me. Uh, how was your week last week? So I picked uh, the Los Angeles Chargers plus one against Minnesota. Got that barely, like mm-hmm. we talked about um, Tennessee. I thought they were going to be able to do something against Cleveland. I honestly I'm. Drawing a blank, and I don't have my um, that direct link open. Um, if you could fill me in better than I could at this point, I think I am down fifty dollars again on the crouton bets for the season. I don't have it in front of me either. But okay, well, either way, Sifters, we'll update you later about that. Uh, uh, the professor so far is readily ahead. I've only got two bets this week. But looking up and down that list, I had I I would definitely bet a money line, but we've never really made money line bets, and I think it kind of goes against the spirit of what we're going for in our particular game. Um, but the San Francisco money line bet would be the first time I would favor my team in a bet if I were making such a bet. All right, fair enough. I'm gonna stay away from San Francisco uh, spread. But I get I get you with the money line, but we're trying to do spreads here because um you know that's where the money is. Uh, I'm gonna start because you have two bets. I got three. So Philadelphia minus seven versus Washington. I had faith in this Washington team uh, that they could could contain Buffalo. They could not. I don't think they're gonna do any better against Philadelphia, and their quarterback is terrible. So I'm 
seven for 50 croutons. Well, you love those minus seven picks. You seem to do well with them too. Uh, mm-hmm. Philly's probably going to end up winning by about 20. Uh, so yeah, that's a really good pick. Um, for my first pick, I'm going to have to get up early on Sunday morning and watch Jacksonville, Atlanta. Um, I think Jacksonville giving up three points is gonna not going to be enough for Atlanta. I think Jacksonville and their fans are going to be ready to see the their home team in action again. Uh, and because I'm only doing two bets, I'm going to lay 100 croutons on this one. I'm feeling a little frisky this week. I uh, need to recoup the losses from the new cell phone that I bought. So <laughs> I'm going to go for 100. I get it. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville – a lot of rumors about maybe being the first team that's going to be overseas for the NFL. So um, a lot of Jacksonville fans, the possibly London werewolves or something like that uh, in the future. Um, but yeah, I like that bet. Uh, I've got Cleveland. I think they're going to have enough to beat Baltimore. I just don't think that this Baltimore team is up for that Cleveland defense. I wish that it was different because Baltimore is my Super Bowl pick. But Baltimore is just not very good. I watched them play the Colts, and they were not good. Uh, they had several chances to win that game, and they just couldn't do it. And now they're going to face a very good Cleveland defense. So uh, this is going to be a very low-scoring game, and Cleveland is easily going to win it. So I've got Cleveland minus 2.5 for 50 croutons. You know, that's really that's a really good bet, and I almost took it myself. Uh, I thought when I looked at it, it said minus one, and I started going back and doing a little bit of research, and then I saw that it was minus two and a half uh, or Cleveland plus two and a half. So I said, no, I I think this game's going to be really close, and I didn't want to touch it, but uh, I do like your bet. Uh, For my second bet, um, Miami, uh, the Bills, I think this is going to be a slugfest. Miami's getting two and a half. Uh, I think whoever touches the ball last is going to win this football game, and they're going to win it through via a touchdown. So I think Miami's going to win this game. So plus the two and a half, I'm going to lay 100 croutons on that as well. Nice. I do agree. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring, and it's maybe going to come down to last team that has the ball. I'm going to go out on this. I think this is this might be the sucker bet of the week, and I'm going to just take it because I'm a sucker. But <laughs> KC minus nine and a half. Uh, maybe the Chiefs just d- give give up a stupid touchdown or field goal or something late in the game, and this this is under ten points. But I just this this KC team is easily two scores or at least ten points better than the Jets. So I am going to take KC at the Jets for fifty croutons. That's a bold pick. I don't know if I would do that. You might get your croutons toasted. Yeah, but I, I feel like if I can go two and one again, I'll be happy. And this seems like an easy one that uh, it feel again feels like a sucker bet. But I'm like watching, you know, the KC destroy Chicago last week. That that should have been an easy pick. So uh, maybe it's different, but I, I don't see how. All right, let's move on to uh, fantasy. Do you have a fantasy lineup? Oh, I absolutely have a fantasy lineup. All right, I have a tiers lineup, so I'm going to let you give out your standard fantasy lineup, and then we'll get to tiers. Okay, so um, again, my theme is stacking. Uh, I stacked the right quarterback just with the wrong player last week, but Tyreek Hill did get his last week as well on the first play of the game or first touchdown of the game. I don't, I don't know if you got to see that touchdown, 
but he kind of jumped in the stands and celebrated with some of the people in Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. It seemed like it was really, you know, really cool that the players can do things like this now in the league, not coming down on them too harshly. Yeah. Um, because the fans sure enjoyed that, and they're never going to forget that moment either. Uh, so with this being said, I'm going to go with uh, Tua uh, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, my other two wide receivers, I'm going to pick Tutu Atwell, uh, Los mm-hmm. Angeles Rams wide receiver. I think he's going to be uh, – I've saved a little bit here. I think he's going to be able to get some PPR upside, going to you know get some catches, get some points. Uh, then I went with Keenan Allen as well with Mike Williams now going down, uh, being on injury reserve for the rest of the year. Uh, Keenan's probably going to have to step up and, you know, up his production more than he's already had. And against Las Vegas, I think he's going to be able to have a pretty big game. Uh, running backs, I went Devon Achan from uh, Miami. Uh, his rookie showing in his third game scored those four touchdowns. I think they're going to get him involved in this game again uh, when they can. Uh, I like his um, – PPR upside as well, and I need to save a little bit of money. Uh, and then Joshua Kelly, the running back for the Chargers, again with um, Austin Eckler being out, I think Kelly's going to get some touches as well. Uh, Kelly and Allen are going to get a lot of points this week, I think. Going to be good good fantasy upside for both of them. Uh, tight end, I really had to scale back. I went with uh, uh, your good old pal Hayden Hurst, the guy who you still stole from me years yeah. ago in fantasy football, and I never won. Mm-hmm. Um, he's right. in Carolina right now. Uh, I just need him to get a couple of catches to um, make up the value I lost in money. Uh, flex position, I went Nelson Algalore. Talked a little bit about it in the game. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashard Bateman are both out. So Nelson Algalore is going to serve as wide receiver number two. Um, you know, I just need him to get a little bit against that stingy Cleveland defense. And speaking of defenses, I have just enough for the 49ers defense. I think they are going to put on another show this weekend. And that is my daily fantasy lineup. All right. Yeah, um, definitely the expectation is San Francisco is going to swamp the Arizona Cardinals this week defensively. I've got a tiers lineup. So for anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's not a standard lineup like you would pick in fantasy football. You just pick the best player in each tier. So uh, this week I've got in tier one, I've got Jalen Hurts playing Washington. I think he's going to have a a big day. Um, he's going to score at least two touchdowns and probably throw for 200 yards and run for another 60 or 70 or 80, um, maybe score uh, on the ground as well. Uh, second tier, I've got McCaffrey. I think he's going to have a big game against Arizona. I think they're going to try to uh, keep Arizona just off the field because Arizona actually has been surprisingly good offensively. So one of their defensive moves will be keeping them off the field. So tier two, I've got McCaffrey. Then tier three, I've got Jamar Chase. I think that this is going to be good because I've picked Higgins and Chase in this. Um, Burrow's been a little shaky. We know that he's got an injury. But I think Jamar Chase could have a a good game against Tennessee. Then for tier four, I've got Devontae Smith to pair to pair with uh to hurt with uh J- Jalen Hurts. Um, I think there's going to be a big day there in Washington. And then at five, I've got Kirk Cousins, um, who I think is is you know going to show himself to be uh you know still you know doing what he does offensively. He couldn't bring it home last week, but I think uh, he's still putting up good numbers fantasy wise. So uh, against Carolina, I think he's going to continue to do the same thing. And I got T Higgins 
again, I'm just loading up on the Bengals wide receivers here, but uh, Tennessee, I think, is going to be vulnerable to at least one of these guys, if not both of these guys. And then at seven, I've got Kamara. Alvin Kamara is coming back this week, and he's playing Tampa Bay, and I think he's going to have a huge game against them. So in tier seven, I've got Alvin Kamara. And then lastly, I've got Jerome Ford, who has stepped in uh, for Nick Chubb in Cleveland, and I think they're going to want to run the ball against Baltimore. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but it's a chance for uh, Jerome Ford to score at least one time. And I think think that's my tier lineup yeah so you got a lot of um you got a lot of players that definitely have a lot of upside this week with their opponents and their matchups so just for the sifters uh and maybe you have this information or can recall it who was in tier one with Jalen Hurts just to kind of put it in perspective for some of the listeners um now you're you're testing me I think I think Tua was in there but I think here's one of the things you have to think about with tiers and with daily fantasy lineups, like in general, the percentages of people who are going to take them because Tua had this gigantic week last week and he's had a few gigantic weeks. Um, the public will be on him like crazy. So tier one might only have four people in it. And if you take the most popular one, they do well, it doesn't do you that much good. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't remember who who else was in there. Maybe Justin Herbert. I there were there were like four people in tier one. Yeah, Mahomes and, was probably tier one, right? Or probably. was he tier two with McCaffrey? Ah, uh, I don't have it in yeah, front of me. Well, either way, so it, I just I didn't know if maybe you had that information handy or could recall. I know sometimes a couple of them you might just jog jog top of your memory, but either way, it, yeah, the sifters can take a look at that if they wanted to. For sure. So, so we, we need to move on to sink or swim. And then I guess we have, uh, what, what's the other one? Uh, sniff and Scratch or sniff. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Let's do sink or swim first. Um, so I was successful the first week, but, uh, was not successful, uh, last week. I, uh, I, I, I did not, uh, hit the, I had picked what I don't even remember. Like I don't have in front of me. Um, I had, Oh no, Seattle. We both had Seattle last week. So I had Washington the first week and then we both had Seattle last week. I had Denver in week two. So uh, we both won this week, but you're ahead of me because you have three wins and I have just two. And who's your pick this week? I'm picking Jacksonville to beat Atlanta in London. Oh yeah, I guess I, I apologize. I was supposed to pick first. Um, no I forgot, I forgot about that. Uh, yes, I am three and zero, much like the Miami Dolphins, the San Francisco 49ers, and the other team that evades me. Uh, this week, I am going to swim with the Los Angeles Chargers. I think they're going to be able to get this game against the Oakland, Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, their fans are everywhere, and they're just as obnoxious. Uh, if you ever want to get a laugh, watch some of these videos from fights in the stands. Uh, most of them are started by a Raider fan. Yeah, fair enough. So the other team that's 3-0, I believe, is Philadelphia, or did you mention them? I thought Philadelphia lost one. Nope. Uh, oh, they are undefeated. the other undefeated team. All right. Um, so I've got Jacksonville, um, and you're taking the Chargers. 
for sink or swim. Now we're crossing off teams. This is the idea for scratch and sniff. Um, I I have kind of written this down, but I've got a lot of notes here, so bear with me. I I think Houston. Uh, I crossed off Houston. I crossed off Chicago. You have not I- crossed off Houston yet. You've crossed off Chicago. Uh, oh. The first week in Carolina, the second week. Oh, okay. But if That's you good. intended to cross off Houston, I can give you last week's credit, I guess. No, I I, I think Houston's actually very much alive uh, watching them de- destroy the Jaguars. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't love that Houston team, but I don't want to cross them off. All right. Uh, but if I'm going to pick some cross-offs, Minnesota would be my cross off for this week. Uh, my scratch, I guess. Is it? Yeah. Are we? Yeah. My my sniff scratch or it. scratch? Okay. <laughs> so my Minnesota is my scratch number one, and then if I haven't already picked them, I'm going to scratch Denver as well. Uh, you did not scratch Denver. Denver is now on the list. Uh, and ironically enough, I am scratching Denver as of this week as well. Uh, So for recap, I have scratched Houston, the New York Giants, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Carolina Panthers, and the Denver Broncos. You have scratched Chicago, Carolina, Minnesota, and Detroit. And currently I would be about two points ahead of you if the season were to end today and none of these teams made the playoffs. Just to correct you, you said Detroit. I'm not crossing off Detroit. I'm crossing off Denver. I'm sorry, Denver. I my my mistake. My I can already not read my own handwriting. <laughs> That's okay. I, I figured that was just a handwriting mistake. All right. Uh, so uh, we have. So what's the game you're looking forward to the most besides uh, obviously watching the 49ers this week? Uh, I think Miami Buffalo. Uh, I think that's become the game of the week as well. Uh, fortunately, they play at 1 o'clock, so I'll be able to take in most of that game. Uh, probably going to have some rooting interest with some people that are nearby. Uh, there always mm-hmm. is. Uh, if you're in the neighborhood, come stop by. Uh, football Sunday is always a lot of fun. All right. Uh, so we'll uh, move on to next week, uh, week four. Um, we already have one game in the books, and then uh, – the rest of them starting Sunday. So um, we, you can be reached at 49 Gators on Twitter and you can find our Facebook page at anything NFL powered by the SIF podcast. Um, so you just sift if you just search SIF podcast, you'll find us there. Uh, we put out our, our picks, but also I think um, the mayor will have some power rankings. Usually, that's after four weeks, so we'll see who's uh, still standing as, in terms of those three and O teams and those two and one teams. Um, and for the mayor and myself, I thank you for listening, and we will oh, talk really, to you next week. Really, really, but, really quick. Um, yeah. I just for the sifters out there, I don't. I've seen. I've gotten a couple of hits. Uh, no lives yet. I will be going live with my crouton picks um, on the Facebook page in case any of you want to see them, or I might. You know, might throw in a surprise, a little teaser there for you. Uh, usually about 10 a.m. Cent- uh, Eastern Central Time. Eastern Time, uh, I will be going lay- live on Facebook Sunday morning. So check that out if you're uh, up and about and w- uh, want to catch a few minutes of football. Yeah, and the, there's like a dead zone there when uh, there's nothing really going on yet. So, yeah, the mayor will be live on our Facebook page at Anything NFL Powered by the SIF Podcast. 
So for the mayor myself, again, Sifters, thank you for listening. Please uh, message us with any questions, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. socials uh the mayor can be found at 49 gators on twitter and we can you can find us on uh facebook at anything nfl powered by the sip podcast see you next week bye